At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSN, the sports betting network. Championship weekend is here in the NFL. Championship Sunday, just days away. We will get into our final analysis of the 49ers, Rams, Chiefs, and Bengals with uh, official place on both games. Props galore as we get ready for this exciting slate of football on Sunday. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Want to begin with... What went down in the NBA here? Just a two-game slate on Thursday. Both favorites took care of business. The Sixers beat the Lakers at home 105-87. No sweat winner there. And then the Warriors beat the Timberwolves 124-115. For the 76ers, Joel Embiid was chasing history looking to join Carl Malone as the only players in NBA history with five straight games of 35 points and 10 rebounds. Well, since the NBA-ABA merger. Joel Embiid had four straight games coming into this one against the Lakers. He finished with 26 points and nine rebounds. So the streak will end at four games for Joel Embiid, however, he is still the favorite to win the Most Valuable Player Award. And the performance in this game did not deter anybody from changing their opinions. Uh, he is still the guy to beat for this award. Joel Embiid is having an incredible season. He's had an incredible month. Just his numbers here in the month of January are just absurd. If we just look at his most recent game logs, we're talking 26 and 9, 42 and 14, 38 and 12, 40 and 13, 50 and 12, 32 and 8, 32 and 12, 25 and 13. I mean, this run has been. Incredible. 
for Joel Embiid. And there was a time, and I'll keep bringing it up because I'm going to kick myself for not doing it, but there was a time where we could have gotten him in at 12 to 1, at uh, 10 to 1, 8 to 1. Now Joel Embiid is just plus 250 to be the NBA most valuable player. Steph Curry was the favorite and had a drop-off over the past few weeks. Some would call it a slump. And to an extent, yes, he has not performed well. Uh, maybe ever since um, you know they lost to the Suns a couple of weeks ago. Curry had a good game, though, against the Timberwolves here on Thursday night. 29 points. He had uh, eight rebounds, six assists. He was six of ten from three-point range as the Warriors handled their business against the Timberwolves. Curry is the second favorite to win the MVP. He's at plus 310. And you look at his game logs, and yes, has he slumped for sure. Uh, he had a couple of games where, you know, 12 points, 13 points, 18 points, just hadn't really, let's just say his uh, December was much better than his January. In January, Steph Curry only had four, five, six, six, prior to tonight, he only had six games where he had 20 or more points coming into, ten, coming into Thursday night's game. Meanwhile, in the month of December, he had every single game with the exception of one where he had 20 or more points. And a lot of those games with 30 or more. Now, does this does this drop off in scoring coincide possibly with the return of Clay Thompson? It could very well have a factor, play a factor that you know. Ever since Clay came back, which was on January 9th, we have seen a drop off in Curry's scoring because now you have somebody else to rely on in Clay Thompson. So Clay is obviously contributing to the scoring, so it takes away from uh, from Steph Curry. I understand that. I think also what you can look at is has the Steph Curry drop off coincided also with the absence of Draymond Green. Draymond Green hasn't played a game since January 5th. Now, he had that game against uh, Cleveland, which was the first game of um, Clay Thompson coming back where he played the just a couple of seconds, recorded the foul after the opening tip, and then left. But ever since, he, you know, you can look at two factors here, why Steph Curry has had this decline. And I think both of them have contributed. The absence of Draymond Green and the presence of Klay Thompson. And so if you're looking at Steph Curry futures to win the MVP at plus 310, I think you'd have to wait and see if when Draymond comes back, and I don't know when that's going to be, how does Steph pick up the scoring now? How does Draymond help out with that? Whether it's offensive rebounds, assists, just, you know, clearing space. That's what I'd be very curious to find out because it's it's no secret. Just look at the numbers. 
Steph Curry has had a major scoring drop-off in the month of January. Two things have happened in the month of January. Klay Thompson has been playing, and Draymond Green hasn't. In December, this guy was on another level. I mean, he was playing at an MVP level prior to the month of January. Let's see, as we prepare to flip the calendar to February, how Steph Curry continues to perform. But right now, it's Joel Embiid as the most valuable player in the NBA. As we uh, continue to do each and every day on this show, our J-Watch segment, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., whom all of us here at VSIN are on for the Defensive Player of the Year Award. And if you're just tuning in and you're not, you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, our very own NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, has been very high on Jaron Jackson Jr. to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, at one point, he had gotten this bet in at 300 to 1. And then just earlier this week, I and mean, we're talking about the steam picking up, just earlier this week, at the beginning of the week, he was 200 to 1, 150 to 1, depending on the book. Some books might have had 250 to 1, but 150 to 1 was like the low mark, and that was at DraftKings Sportsbook. We searched around town here in Vegas, tried to place the bet. No one had it up. A couple of day, a day goes by, two days go by. We get the bet in at Boyd Gaming. The bet, the, the odds dropped to, from 150 to 1 to 65 to 1. And then as he had a six-block performance in their win over the Spurs, the odds drop even further. The latest odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook for Jaron Jackson Jr. to win the Defensive Player of the Year award, 40-1. to He is plus 4,000. Draymond Green's your favorite. Guy's missed a month. He is certainly going to suffer because of that. Rudy Gobert is next, and perhaps there's just some fatigue on Rudy Gobert. After all, we're talking about a guy who has won this award three times in the last four years. Your third betting favorite is Giannis, who won the award two years ago, and you could make the argument every single year should be in the running for this award. Perhaps there's some fatigue over him as well. Then you have Bridges, Embiid, Evan Mobley, and Jaron Jackson. That's the next contingent. Now, Mobley is going to win Rookie of the Year. Does that mean he wins Defensive Player of the Year as well? Maybe only Rookie of the Year and not Defensive Player of the Year. But... As Jaron Jackson Jr. continues to perform, we will continue to monitor these odds as it's in all of our interests here at VSIN. The next game for the Grizzlies is at home on Friday night against the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert. So uh, we will see how Jackson performs in that game defensively. If he can continue 
to have a historic season when it comes to every single defensive metric. It's been that impressive. Wow. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Championship Sunday, just days away. I can't believe it's already here. We're going to get into the Chiefs and the Bengals, Rams and the 49ers coming up next. You know, when you look at both of these games, there's a lot of people speaking about what had happened in the regular season. But why should we throw away what we've already seen? I'll explain coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. When it comes to Championship Sunday... There's a lot of uh, talk out there about what has happened in the prior meetings between the teams playing on Sunday. For instance, the Chiefs and the Bengals played in weeks, what is it, week 18 in the NFL, when the Bengals clinched their, uh, or week 17, when the Bengals clinched the division by beating by beating um, the Chiefs on a last-second field goal after holding the football for the final six minutes of the game. A 
31 come from behind victory in which Joe Burrow threw 446 yards and four touchdowns. Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of people talking about that game. And then there's the 49ers and the Rams. And it's not just about what we've seen this season, where the 49ers won the first matchup against the Rams 31-10, to and then the second matchup in the final game of the regular season, winning 27-24 in overtime, coming back from 17-0 down the first time that Sean McVay has lost when having a lead at the half. And it's not just about these games. It's also about the prior four times that Kyle Shanahan's San Francisco 49ers have defeated Sean McVay's Los Angeles Rams. So, a lot of talk about the matchups this year. A lot of talks about the history and Shanahan owning McVay. But I'm here to tell you that we have to throw out what we've seen before. We have to take these two games and each of them and we have to analyze them in a vacuum. And we have to look at how these teams are playing right now and what they can do on Sunday. It's nice that Jamar Chase had 200 and something yards and three touchdowns. It's nice that Joe Burrow threw for almost 450 yards. It's great. But will they be able to do that this Sunday? How have the Bengals looked this postseason? And how have the Chiefs looked this postseason? That was the last time we saw the Chiefs lose, obviously, week 17. Week 18, Kansas City goes out there, handles their business against the Broncos. Then, in the wild card round, a blowout of the Steelers. 42-21 against the Pittsburgh team that, let's be honest, was not a playoff caliber team. And then last week, when they looked like they were dead in the water, the offensive outburst. Is it concerning that they allowed Josh Allen and the Bills to move down the field and score at will at the end of the game? Yes, that's concerning. Is Joe Burrow Josh Allen? No. Are the Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, no. Can Joe Burrow score on this Chiefs team? Absolutely. Can Jamar Chase break long touchdown runs? Absolutely. Can the Chiefs do what they did to the Bills? Can the Chiefs do what they did to the Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals? 
The answer is yes. Kansas City is capable of scoring on every single possession. And to an extent, the Bengals, they can do that. But they've also shown that they haven't been able to do that. Last week against the Tennessee Titans, the Cincinnati Bengals opened their first half of football with getting three field goals. In the second half, they had a touchdown drive to start the game, start the half, and then settled for a field goal at the end of the game to win. In the second half of that football game, they had the touchdown drive and then four empty possessions which included a turnover. In the first half, they had three empty possessions and three field goal possessions. You can't beat the Kansas City Chiefs by having seven empty possessions. You need to capitalize on every opportunity you have. Field goals will not cut it against the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I said, the empty possessions will not cut it against the Kansas City Chiefs. You need to maximize your opportunities to score. The Buffalo Bills in the first half against the Chiefs had two touchdown drives, two empty possessions. In the second half of the of that game, they had two empty possessions and three touchdown drives. That's four empty possessions compared to seven empty possessions. Also, we're talking about five touchdown drives as opposed to one. You see, when the Kansas City Chiefs have the football, they will not have a ton of empty possessions. In the first half against the Buffalo Bills, the best defense in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs had two empty possessions, but one of them was a missed field goal. They had two touchdown possessions, two empty possessions. In the second half, the Chiefs had one empty possession. They had two touchdowns, three field goals, and then a touchdown in overtime. They maximized their opportunities to score. That is why. Kansas City will win this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Because when they have the football, they will score more times than not. And when the Bengals have the football, if they go multiple empty possessions, which we've seen them do, they won't be able to keep up with this Chiefs team. They won't be able to score 
with this Chiefs team. You see, they caught a break the first time these two teams played. Because in the second half, not only did the Chiefs go empty, but they didn't have many possessions. That won't happen in this game. We'll talk more about this game. We'll get into the NFC title game, a little NBA as well. Our friend handicapper James Alberino, you know him on Twitter, at Spread Investor, will join me next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on air. It's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I welcome your thoughts on both the AFC and the NFC Championship Games. Coming up next, we'll break down that and more with Spread Investor. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. Joined now by our handicapper, or one of our good friends, James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. James, I got to get into the NBA with you because you've been uh, locked in on the hoops. Uh, But before we do that, you and I were out watching uh, the games last weekend. And, dude, I'm telling you, and I told you how many times I said it to you, I don't think I'm going to get over that Bills loss for a long time. Seeing them lose in the way that they did, just, it just stings, man. (laughs) Yeah, it it was tough. Look at how many games last week between that the Packers game and the Titans game, a lot of games where the team that, um, you know, teams that were in position to win didn't, didn't finish the yeah. draft. So it was tough. It was some, some coin flippy stuff last week, but um, I don't think we'll get that. I think this week will be a little bit more clear cut in, in terms of who wins with Chiefs Bengals. Uh, that game should be a little bit more decisive than the the Chiefs Bills. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get let's get into the NBA on Thursday. We had two games: Sixers beat the Lakers, Warriors beat the Timberwolves. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but like looking at these games, I'm kicking myself. I'm like, why why didn't I have a play on both of these games? It just seems like these were the right sides to be on from the beginning, especially with no LeBron for LA. Yeah, the Warriors were definitely in a good spot tonight. The Wolves had blown them out a couple weeks ago. This was a good bounce-back spot for them. The Lakers-Sixers game, this was a weird one. This is one where if you're not a regular NBA better, this one really got you frustrated because the Sixers opened up minus one and a half, minus two. Then this morning they jumped up. There were there was LeBron news that was questionable. But then what threw a real curveball into it was that Tobias Harris was a game-time decision. He was sick. Seth Curry's already out. So it, it wasn't it wasn't an easy, easy game. It was actually close to it in the third quarter. But in terms of, like, leading up to the game, this was tough to really say definitively who was playing. But um, yeah, in hindsight, the Sixers did look a lot easier than they were. 
Uh, well, now you have both the Timberwolves and the Lakers playing on Friday night, second night of a back-to-back. Lakers are at the Hornets. Timberwolves are at the Suns. Any feel on both of those teams playing on the second night? Well, let's see what happens with LeBron tomorrow, but it's going to be tough for the Lakers to keep up with the Hornets offense on a back-to-back. The Hornets just blew out Indiana. Indiana's not good, but the point is that the Hornets had a game where they were really clicking on offense. Can the Lakers keep up with the Hornets if the Hornets put up 125 in this game? Uh, I don't know. And then yeah, the Wolves are, are going to be in a tough spot going back-to-back here. Um I'm looking now. I haven't seen a line open on this game yet, but yeah, this is going to be a tough spot. This is good for at least a Suns team total overplay. Mm. The Wolves, Wolves have a very good offense. The Wolves defensively can be beat. Uh, D'Angelo Russell left this game tonight. He's not playing tomorrow, so that's going to be tough. With if only Anthony Edwards and and Cat are the two stars for Minnesota. Obviously, a better spot for for the Suns, um, but it might be too expensive on the spread by the time the number gets out. Look at the team total over. Interesting. Uh, what else are you looking at here on this uh, Friday slate in the NBA? I like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are at home versus the Jazz. The Jazz are most likely getting back Donovan Mitchell, but they're going to be without Rudy Gobert. Jazz went through a really really bad stretch end of Jan end of December early January. There were points where Gobert was out and the defense really struggled. They haven't been playing good basketball lately. They're two and eight their last ten games. Bogdanovich got hurt this week as well, so he's not a hundred percent. And the Grizzlies finally got Desmond Bain and Brent Clark back. Those guys were in protocols. This is one of the top teams in the West. I think you're getting them at a really good price at home, minus two and a half, minus three. I just don't see the the interior of the Jazz being able to, to stop Memphis. And Memphis has the size with Jaron Jackson, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark. They could take advantage of the Jazz inside. I think it's a little bit of an eye-opening game for the Jazz. And the talks of of Jazz trade rumors are going to heat up a little bit more as the next couple days go on. Mm, Interesting stuff there. Um, What about a game uh, you're looking at? The um, Bulls are a short favorite on the road at the Spurs. Any lead on Chicago? Small lean, yeah, with Zach Levine coming back. Uh, the, the Bulls bench is still a little bit of a problem. Offensively, the, the Spurs could put up a lot of points. Not sure if the, the Bulls are, are going to be able to hang with them. Um, but definitely a lean to, to Chicago. And it's just because the, the Spurs have a, a hard time stopping a lot of teams. Um, but this might be uh, this might be a little bit closer of a game than it looks. Uh, the Bucks host the Knicks. Uh, I remember it was earlier in the season. The Knicks went to Milwaukee and actually won a game outright. Um, they then hosted the Bucks and they lost by double digits. Uh, but they're about a nine-point dog here in Milwaukee on Friday night. What do you like in that one? The Bucks could hit you you could hit on the bucks in a couple of ways this game first half first quarter team total over this is not a good spot for the Knicks the Knicks went into Miami the other night got blown out the game was over before it started the Knicks have had a couple of games the last few weeks that were over by halftime Mm. Julius Randle's finally on the trading block there's rumors that that De'Aaron Fox is, is being talked about in Knicks trades Julius Randle because his contract is is 
similar to De'Aaron Fox, so Randall might be out. Um, all that adds up to the Knicks not being in a, in a good state right now. The, the, the starters typically leave a hole for the, the second unit, and the Bucks are coming into this game off the loss first the Cavs. The only weird thing with this game, why is this game starting? And I have to look into this. It's starting at, at 10 o'clock Eastern. It's starting late for a game in Milwaukee. Um, aside from that, the Bucks at home, they, they have so many advantages over the Knicks in this game. This should be a trifecta game. Yeah, I'm wondering, is there something else on ESPN Friday night? Because this is the this is a ten o'clock Eastern time tip in Milwaukee on ESPN, but I don't see any other game on ESPN, so I don't know what they have going on. I can't remember. I honestly, I think it has to do with the COVID makeup schedule. There were a lot of makeup games this week, so things got moved around TV wise. I can't remember an NBA Friday night game where the 10 o'clock game East Co- was it, were East Coast or Central teams. It's usually you're seeing the Warriors Jazz play that game, but I don't, know, I don't think that it really affects the, the game much. And just it, it stood out to me. Um, the fact that it's on ESPN is, is a plus for the Bucks. The Bucks have been getting up for ESPN games and having down games in other situations. So that leans a little bit more to Milwaukee too. Mm, strange there. Uh, any other field for the NBA schedule on Friday or maybe looking ahead to the weekend? I like the Heat tomorrow. The Heat are home versus the Clippers. Jimmy Butler's questionable. I don't think they need him to win or cover this game because they have enough depth without him. And and Bam Adebayo's back. Uh, the Clippers have had to make some ridiculous comebacks the last few weeks. They, they were down 35 versus the Wizards. They were down big versus the Sixers. Um, the Heat are 11 and one the last 12 games at home, and. They've they've covered by margin and a decent amount of them. I think the Heat first half is a play here because the Clippers have been relying on the second half of games. So the Heat first half is going to be around three or three and a half. I think you lay it there. It's a good spot at home Friday night game. By the way, it's Lakers Hornets is going to be the early game on ESPN on Friday. So uh, in in uh, Charlotte, so they're the early game, and the Knicks. Bucks are the late game. Uh, real quick, uh, have you started to look into any college basketball, any college hoops here over the weekend? Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on two teams. Miami has been on fire. They were picked 12th in, in the ACC preseason, and they're defying that as the games go on. They just won at Virginia Tech. Uh, they've covered now, I believe it's, it's six straight. They're going to be at Georgia Tech on Saturday. I don't know if I necessarily love the spot on Saturday because they'll be favored, but keep an eye on that team going forward. Marquette's another one, too. Marquette, they had the transition with Shaka Smart in the beginning of the year. Obvious uh, slow start, and then January, February, now they're they're undervalued. Um, They're they're winning and covering a ton of games. Um, Big East, they're, they're covering games by a good margin. They're playing Providence on Saturday. Um, and then I'm looking at Utah State. Utah State just won and, and covered versus San Diego State. They, they won by 18, and San Diego State has been playing really good defense. Utah State's at Nevada. Nevada's set one and seven against the spread. They're left in. We'll definitely take a look at that. James, I appreciate the time and the insight as always. Enjoy the NBA slate on uh, Friday, this rest of this weekend, and of course, Championship Sunday. He's James Alberino. Follow him at Spread Investor. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure that VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin. My thanks to James Alberino. We ran out of time last segment. Uh, follow James on Twitter at Spread Investor. Does a great job. Uh, currently all over the NBA, uh, handicapping this thing, uh, doing a great job uh, at it. So we talked about some of the plays for Friday's Slayton. I actually kind of like some of the ones that he's pointing to. Uh, the Heat over the Clippers. Um, the Bucks, the way that the Knicks have been playing, the Bucks seem like a pretty good bet. This is a Bucks team that um, lost the other night to the Cavs, and they're going to bounce back from that performance. The Bucks in that game were playing their big three, and I believe I saw uh, there was a stat that when Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton all play the the record of the Bucks was something like eighteen and three going into this game. So yeah, like that's just if yep. I mean that's yeah. That coming into the game they were eighteen and three when their big three all play. Now we make that 18 and four when they play. <laughs> and uh, that will probably, as long as they're all playing here on Friday, we're going to make that 19 and four because uh, they'll take care of the New York Knicks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Just running through the schedule here on Friday of the games that we have lines out on already. Magic, two-point favorites at home against the Pistons. We have the Hawks, two-point favorites at home against the Celtics. Miami, a six-point favorite at home against the Clippers. Blazers, two-point favorites on the road at Houston. The Pacers-Thunder game in OKC is a pick em. You have the Nuggets, six-point favorites at the Pelicans. Bulls, one-and-a-half at San Antonio. 
and the Bucks nine-point favorites at home against the Knicks. No line out currently for the Lakers game against the Hornets, and it's because of LeBron James not knowing his availability, obviously. And uh, there's no line out on the Jazz and the Grizzlies because probably don't have an announcement yet on the status of Rudy Gobert. Uh, So that's the latest. We're keeping an eye on what's going on there in the NBA. Uh, Before we get back into Championship Sunday in the NFL, uh, let me just recap what went down here in the NHL on Thursday. The Rangers lost to the Blue Jackets. And in that game, and I should have known, I should have known. Last night I talked about how much I really, um, I like the Rangers You know, they were just in the right spot for me. The Blue Jackets were playing the second night of a back-to-back and uh, just just didn't like the Blue Jackets coming off that 6-0 loss. And with the Rangers, you know, the way that Shea Sturkin's been in net, I expected him to play after they had an off day. Well, it was Alexander Georgiev in net. And he was bad. Rangers had a 2-0 lead, and then Georgiev gave up four unanswered goals. He picked up his third loss in the last five games. And I should have known because the Rangers on Friday will host the Minnesota Wild at Madison Square Garden where they are retiring Henrik Lundqvist's number. That is going to be a very important night at Madison Square Garden. Um, They are going to want to play and win for Henrik Lundqvist in this game at home, Friday night, MSG, in the Jersey Retirement Ceremony. So they probably planned out on the second night of a back to on the fir- you know on the first night of a back to back, we'll play Georgiev, and then we'll play Shesterkin against the Wild. Probably what they decided to do, and so having the Rangers now with their top goaltender, who is the Vezina Trophy favorite in net as a home slight underdog to Minnesota. I got to take it on Friday. But anyway, speaking of Thursday's game, coming into this game, NHL road favorites of minus 200 or greater. And courtesy to our very own Josh Applebaum does a great job uh, throwing out all these stats and these insights. And and he had this earlier uh, today. And he let he tweeted this out that NHL favorites on the road of minus two hundred or greater thirty two and five on the season. The Rangers were minus two hundred against the Blue Jackets. That thirty two and five, thirty two and six now. It's actually 33 and 6, because I believe that there was another game here that was 
I want to say the Hurricanes were above minus 200 in Ottawa. Yeah, they were minus 240. So it's actually now 33 and 6. NHL favorites on the road, minus 200 or greater, 33 and 6 now on the season. By far the highest return on investment of any situational spot in the NHL. The second uh, most profitable return on investment is betting on a home favorite off of a win versus an opponent off of a loss. That would be another way to look at it. Another system that's only hitting, that's hitting at 70 to set that 71% that's hitting it. But road favorites of minus 200 or more, 87%. Again, 33 and 6 on the year. Taking a look at Friday's slate, we have the Colorado Avalanche minus 220 at Chicago and Boston, the Bruins, minus 350 at Arizona. Now, the Avalanche have been a machine. We know 17 straight wins at home now. But overall, the Avalanche are just on an incredible one, an incredible run. They have won eight straight games. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10. They've won eight straight. This is the lone road game here for them before they have three more home games over the weekend and into next week. So they're going to be looking to continue that home winning streak, but they've just they've won eight straight games anyway. That's the longest current current winning streak in the NHL by far. Do they continue this winning? I certainly am not going to bet against them. Um, knowing just me, I'll bet on them on Friday and they'll lose. But this is the trend that is, uh, that's a defeatist attitude. But this is the trend that is so successful right now in the NHL. Road favorites, a minus 200 or greater. Including the, the, the win and the loss here on Thursday night. Now 33 and 6 on the season. And so you have, again, two games that fall into this category for Friday. The Avalanche on the road at the Blackhawks, the Bruins on the road at the Coyotes. Those would be the two plays in this system that you have to lock in here for Friday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up, we'll get back into Championship Sunday. We'll talk about the NFC Championship game, round three, between the Rams and the 49ers. And can you ignore rounds one and two when trying to handicap round three? We'll get into that coming up next. Follow us all on the network here at VSIN Live. Be sure to uh, go to vsin.com. Make sure you can find out all the great ways to watch and listen to us here on the network. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.